discussions too. Let's all shout out on the sweet roll. This is the Sweet Roll Podcast. I'm Jody. And I'm Kenny. And we're here today with your day's gaming news. Today we're going to be talking about four topics, starting with doping in the ESL. Absolutely. So the Esports League, the one of the more prominent esports associations of the gaming sphere, is now starting to do random drug testing, or at least planning to do random drug testing, for all of its participants. They're starting out with just their own homebrew system of skin testing, and then they're going to be moving in with ADA, or NADA, and WADA, which are the World Anti-Doping Association and the National Anti-Doping Association of Germany. They're the same companies that use anti-doping techniques for the Olympics, actually. So with these giants on board, hopefully we can stop the, uh, the atrocities. Of course, that always brings in the question, what is the atrocity? Uh, right now, you're saying that Adderall is a performance-enhancing drug, that they're going to be t- that many gamers are taking during these multi-million dollar tournaments. I really like that they're bringing in Nada and Weta because if anyone wasn't convinced that esports were a real thing to be taken seriously with high stakes, bringing in these professional organizations further proves that. I mean, we all know, but sometimes the rest of the world still doesn't know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the they definitely are taking a step toward this is a professional thing. There's a lot of money involved, and people are always going to be looking for the uh, way to get ahead of the competition. There is still speculation on whether performance-enhancing drugs actually are performance-enhancing for gaming. There are zero studies out there that show that a link in Adderall consumption is a proof that you do better in cognitive studies like gaming. So the, the jury's still out on that one, but they, the drug testing should at least keep people off of illegal drugs, which is, I think, the goal. Next up, Super Mario Maker is set to make a huge splash in the Wii U world. This is really good news because GameCube used to be kind of Nintendo's black sheep of bad sales, but now Wii's greatly overtaken it. So at this time in GameCube's lifespan, it had sold about 20 million units, which was considered low. And Wii U at this point has sold under 10 million units, so that's really sad. Super Mario Maker is going to be actually utilizing the touchscreen feature that makes Wii U a viably unique platform. And it's going to be coming out with over 200 pre-made maps for you to play on and really taking advantage of its player community by allowing people to create their own maps, submit them, and, and share with the rest of the world. Super Mario Maker is actually going to be beating the flood of maps that no one can beat and the impossible level by creating an automatic system that makes it so a real player has to first beat, without cheats, the level to upload it. From there, they'll be having automatic algorithms to sort maps by difficulty and by popularity. So you'll be able to have rankings for what popular maps are out there. Super Mario Maker is going to be a celebration of the 11th anniversary of Super Mario Bros. being a thing. It's going to be pretty cool, and we're excited to try it out. Yeah, absolutely. The first 200 maps are actually really cool. They're right now sponsoring an event at Facebook headquarters where the Facebook employees are doing a competition on who can make the best map, and so those 200 maps are probably going to be pulled from, uh, at least a few of them are being pulled from that event. Next up in news is Journey for the PS4. It just released on Tuesday of this week and met with huge reviews. Both Push Square and GameSpot gave this game perfect reviews, which is unheard of for many games. Both game critics are pretty harsh on the games they review, so to get this kind of accolades is really outstanding. The interesting fact is that Journey is not a different game than the one that released on the PS3. The PS3 version is 
by far the same game. It's got a couple of enhanced graphics, but most people don't even notice that just because of the art style of the game. What has been the tri trial and hallmark of this game is the fact that the player drives the interaction. So just like the title calls, it is a journey. And the first time you take it, or the second time you take it, it's going to be a different experience. And it's up to the player to define that. And that's what makes the game replayable and what, what makes it still an amazing game on the PS4, even though it was the same game on the PS3. League of Legends is set to have a huge update. Bilgewater is going to become a major feature in the lore of League of Legends, which I guess you could argue the lore has been sort of disjointed thus far, but that's what this patch aims to fix. The Party Goodness will debut soon, as it is right now in the public test realm. It'll come out within the next patch. They are looking for a good push for lore-driven League of Legends. They've made many of the storylines and many of the incoherence that you see in the lore so that it makes sense to be in the same universe of Runeterra. Beforehand, it was just, oh, there's Morgana and her sister Kale, and if you think about the same area that they're from, all the other characters don't make sense in the storyline. They're just the only two that really tie together. I think this is going to be a really cool patch for League of Legends because right now the people who play are really serious esports players or folks who are really into the genre of game that League of Legends is, but I think that the lore update is going to bring in a crowd of people who are really story-driven, and uh, that might be a crowd that League of Legends isn't currently seeing. Absolutely. As one of our... Uh techniques for reviewing games, the breadth of a game is really important. What kind of gamer the game appeals to is absolutely one of the key features. So being, if someone is lore-driven, now they can enjoy this game, whereas before they might not have been able to. In tech news, Microsoft is doing everyone who has been a victim of revenge porn a huge solid. Following in the steps of Google, Microsoft is now going to be accepting complaints from people whose nude images or explicit images have been posted without their consent. You can fill out a form, and they'll respond to it by taking down all of the explicit images uh, and, and making you clean again. Absolutely. Also taking any requests for removing yourself from the Bing search engine or any other of the Microsoft products, it'll even remove it from a user's OneNote or OneDrive uh, area where normally the, that, that's secret, right? So it's the same as like if someone is using OneDrive for their hard, hard drive, now you can get your pictures off of their hard drive as long as it's on OneDrive, which is fantastic for Microsoft to do. Microsoft is also releasing a story about how hard it was to implement backwards compatibility for the Xbox One. This past E3, they, are, they announced that the backwards compatibility feature will become the Xbox One in the next patch. They also released how hard it was to implement. Apparently this took many years, so they planned to do it from the onset of the Xbox One, but they didn't want to put it in, in the engineering of the Xbox One. So when the game console first came out, they're like, hey, yeah, we'll do backwards compatibility, we'll do it in software and through patches and through a way that we can not make the same mistakes that we did implementing the 360, but still give players a chance to play their 360 games. Now it's time to hear what you think. In every news segment, we're going to be asking our viewers about a question that has to do with this week's news. So. Last week, President and CEO Satoru Iwata, who ran Nintendo, he, he died, and the gaming community has been really sad. So we asked you, what does Satoru Iwata's legacy in Nintendo mean to you? Here's your response. Hey there, sweet roll. I remember when I was in probably fifth grade, we were asked if we could have dinner with anybody in the world, who it would be? And my answer was Satoru Iwata. He just seemed like a really pleasant guy to be around, but he also had huge dedication to his work, and that definitely showed in the games that he created. I've always been a Nintendo kid. Uh, I've had every system since the N64, 
and he's had such a huge impact on my life that I can't help but appreciate and thank him. Um, of course, my room's decorated with all kinds of Nintendo uh, posters and whatnot, and uh, I, I just love the legacy he's left behind that lives on through his fans and through his games. So, rest in peace, Mr. Iwata. Thank you so much for your response. This week's question, what do you think about the doping controversy? Do you think that it's a serious thing that really needs to be pursued and stopped before it becomes a big deal? Do you think that maybe Adderall doesn't have uh, the consequences that we think it might? Where do you stand? Is this a big deal or nah, not so much? Email us your responses in video form, any quality, at thesweetrollpodcast at gmail.com. And maybe you'll be on next week's episode. Thanks for watching, all, and happy gaming. The Sweet Roll Podcast is hosted, directed, and produced by Jody DeVaz and Kenny Wallace. Music is by the immaculate Will Siebel. You can check out our videos on YouTube, stay in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter, and watch us stream games for review on Twitch most evenings.